of Note on Fine Music Radio is proudly brought to you each week at this time by Peter Turin Productions. Fine Music Radio and this is Rodney Trudgeon welcoming you to this week's edition of People of Note. I'm excited to tell you about my guest, Johar Mosaval a retired South African ballet dancer who rose to prominence as a principal dancer with England's Royal Ballet, and he was among the first persons of color to perform major roles with an internationally known ballet company during the 1960s. He was born right here in Cape Town, in District 6, the eldest of 10 children, and in the middle of apartheid, he was not allowed to dance on our stages until many, many years later, and so Joha left for London. So we're going to find out a lot about you. And welcome, Joha. Welcome to Fine Music Radio. It's an honor to have you here. Oh, it's a great pleasure. And it's a great pleasure to be here and to be able to speak to you <laughs> about my life. Well, that's what we're going to do because it sounds fascinating to me. A long life because you have just turned 95. Yes, indeed. That must make you feel very proud. I am indeed, you know, because I feel there are so many people younger mm -hmm. than what I am and who suffers of this and that and the other ailments. And I've been very lucky and fortunate for having been a dancer, I feel, that helped me a long time mm -hmm. and along the way to carry on and of course you know and the whole feeling physically although I do get very tired <laughs> that's very nice but you know there are times that I feel I am able to correspond to people in what I can talk about and what my knowledge is all about and my experiences throughout my life and my career. A long life and a long career. How? Um, I hope I'm not going to make you do some mental arithmetic now, but how long would you say your actual career as a dancer was? Oh, you know, I have been very fortunate indeed. I was one who started very late in life to become a ballet dancer. But because I was at a fantastic school, you know, called the Ashley Street Higher Primary School, you know, that had a principal by the name of George Golding. And of course, you know, everything in physical. I was actually a little boy and became the top gymnast. That's right. Gymnast was your, was your thing, wasn't it, at that school? That was, yes. Ah. Gymnastics was my first a part 
that played a great role in my life. But now, wait, something very important happened that we must talk about because when you were a gymnast, the doyen of Cape Town of Ballet here was Dulcie Howes, and she saw you, she discovered you, and invited you to come to the school where you were the only person of color. Yes, well. Tell us that story. You know, I dance in a pantomime called Beauty and the Beast, and a pantomime by the same school, you know, of Cinderella and the pantomime of Alibaba. Oh, yes, all the the famous pantomimes, yes. Yes. And, you know, I was always, not only because I'm a gymnast, I was a good gymnast, but because I had the most wonderful flair of movement that I was able to express myself better than any of the other guys. Where did this come from, this uh, this movement? Was it just natural? I think for me, it, it was, was natural. natural. You know, but when I started to dance in the pantomime, it was produced by a very famous old lady of the UCT Drama Association. And her name was Rose Ehrlich, who was also a very great person who knew Dulcie Howes. And she invited Dulcie to come and see the ability of a young boy. That was me. <laughs> As a gymnast, guy, yes, 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 yes. To come and see the ability of the way he could express himself in beautiful arm movement and the quality <laughs> had. Wow. There was something outstanding about this boy. Mm-hmm. And Dulcie took every opportunity to come and see me performing in the Beauty and the Beast pantomime. And she was stunned, and she said, this boy needs good training, and I would like to have this boy as a student of mine. But remember, I had to do my schooling. Yes, to complete your schooling, absolutely. Yes, and that was my priority. And, of course, she said she will remember me and she will further go into detail to have me as a student. This was in the 50s, wasn't it? Sort of the 50s-ish? That, no, that was um, before, before 1946, Oh, I would wow. Say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because remember, you know, um, um, I was um, about 20, well, 21 when I left for London. Yes. So um, yes. I had my basic training with Jasmine Honore, one of the uh, teachers of Dulcie that was on the staff 
of the university ballet. And of course, then there was Pamela Crimes, also another lady who taught me. But you know, Dulcie quite kept in touch with certain friends by the name of John Dransfield and Dennis Hatfield. He was part of the Forum magazine at that time. And they continued writing about me. You know, times <laughs> that you get the, uh, the weekly magazine like we do get yes. for free. Yes. That is what I was always involved with by having my photograph on the front page. So people and knew you. That's the main thing. Yes. They saw you and knew you. Yes. And they followed my career. And always they referred to me as one of our best little dancers. Oh, great, great, now, Johar, great. But now I also had a partner, you know, small, my age, and we used to do tap before. Tap dancing? Tap dancing. Okay. And she was a very good dancer, and um, we paired up as a partnership. I tell you, the mayor at that time was A.B. Bloomberg in Cape Town, mm. and his wife called Miriam Bloomberg, who actually herself was a ballerina. Oh, wow. And so, so was her sister, Alvera Kirsch, also a dancer. And they were constantly being in touch with me. And remember also, this was during the war years. Yes, indeed. You know, World War Two. That's right. And you know, Miriam Bloomberg would call upon me and my little partner, um, Fatima Regal, to come and perform for the soldiers, the sailors that landed in South Africa and to entertain them. And at that time, she named us as Cape Town Ginger Rogers and Fred, <laughs> Fred Astaire. <laughs> what a lovely compliment. Um, Jaha, I want to, um, there's so much to talk about, but let's fit in some music as well. Uh, and your first choice is Frank Sinatra all the way. Thank why, you. why have you chosen this? Is it something special? You know, when I was, became a teacher hmm. here in South Africa after returning from London, I did several exams with my children, the Royal Academy of Dancing, whom I entered for, for the examination. And lo and behold, Every one of my children pass their dancing examination. And it was at Maynardville, mm. where I went one Friday, the, I think the opening, 
at Maynardville, um, you know, at the Maynardville Canal. Yes, where they do the Shakespeare now. Yes. And also ballet still. Yes. And, you know, they heard that I was in the, among the crowds, and they found me, and they said, oh, we are so happy. Can you tell me about your, yourself? So I said, well, I really am very happy, because let me tell you, even only today, I heard that every one of my children have passed the exams all the way. Uh. So I said, well, let's have the song by Frank Sinatra singing all the way. For the next few songs I'm going to shut my mouth, I mean this side of my mouth, the side I yuck out of. There are just so many grooves to an album, and I don't want to talk these little gem dandies out of their rightful spot on account of their very rightful and delightful. When somebody loves you, it's no good unless he loves you. All the way Happy to be near you When you need someone to cheer you All the way Taller than the tallest tree is That's how it's got to feel Deeper than the deep blue seas That's how deep it goes If it's real When somebody needs you It's no good unless she needs you All the way Through the good or lean years And for all those in between years Come what may Who knows Where the road will lead us Only a fool would say But if you let me love you It's for sure I'm gonna love you All the way And when somebody needs you, it's no good unless she needs you. All the way, through the good or lean years, and for all those in between years, 
come what may Who knows where the road will lead us Only a fool would say But if you let me love you It's for sure I'm gonna love you All the way Frank Sinatra, that song called All the Way, the first choice of my guest on People of Note this week here on Fine Music Radio, Johar Mosseval, a retired South African ballet dancer whom you've been hearing has had quite a career. But of course, we have to cover the awful thing that you were the victim of apartheid, weren't you? I mean, I think you said even at the school, there were some boys who looked at you askance when you were a dancing school. So you had to deal with the whole apartheid thing. And was that why you left? Why did you leave South Africa? Well, I had to. You had to, yes. You if know, you wanted a career. I wanted a career. You know, the apartheid time was very tough for me at the University Valley School. There was a line right at the back, a black line, and I was told not to pass that line. I must stay at the back. This was at the school? At the Bali school. My goodness. Yes. And um, there were two other guys, which I would not like to mention their names. But um, although they're not, both not with us anymore, and, um, you know, I would even say good morning. You know, they would never answer me. Anyway, that was very, uh, a very hurtful thing. But of course, standing at the back troubled me at times because there were times that I had to move mm. from one side to the other. Mm. But I have to accept that I dare not pass the black line. Gosh, oh, that was, that was awful for yes, me. Yes, I'm but sure. There were many a time that I felt that shall I give up this dancing to become a dancer? And I was became very despondent at times. I'm sure. But um, I thought to myself, never mind. I'm just going to carry on and going to be determined to express myself. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I did so. And um, I overcame all the obstacles. You did, Joe. Yes. You, you did. So it came to the time when two celebrated dancers from London came uh, to South Africa who were Alicia Markova and Anton Dolan. They were two of the great dancers at the time in England, Mm. and they heard about me and wanted to see what I was all about. So I was smuggled (laughs) through the Alhambra stage door so that, which is an apartheid 
theatre at that yes, time. Yes, of course. And I was able to show them what I can do. They were absolutely stunned. And they said, with that admiration of theirs, they are going to see that I would be able to come to London and to be trained at the Sadler's Wells wow. School. It must have been a dream come true almost for you. Absolutely. Yes. You know, I, will, I come from a very poor family, you know, and sometimes I felt, oh, I wonder what I should go abroad or stay home. Because but I was determined to go. But Johar, am I right in saying, well, you, you were the, uh, the eldest of 10 children, of ten in, children in a relatively poor family in what was then District 6. Yes. But also you had some opposition from your parents, didn't you, about this sort of career path you wanted to take? Oh, yes. You know, um, it was very much against the religion. Mm -hmm. Because you People were all Muslim, weren't you? Yes. Yes. Yes, and I felt, my goodness me, what am I going to do? So many obstacles I had. Mm -hmm. My uncles were against it because they were all soccer players, rugby <laughs> players, and they were builders, you know, all the tough, and that's what they were like. But they also did ballroom dancing. Oh, that's interesting. You know? That's interesting. And when I was a little boy and they played the Victor Sylvester uh, um, uh, recordings, yes. they would take me as a little boy, put them on their feet and dance with me. And that all helped me. Of course it would Yes, it all Little did they know that what they were doing was yes. going to help you so much. Yes, but they refused, so refused, that I should become <laughs> a ballet dancer. Wow. You know, they just left me on my own. And, um, you know, it was when, after schooling, I had to go to Muslim school to learn my Arabic lessons. And the two top, Sheikhs in Cape Town at the Azavia Mosque called upon me, who is Johar? Yeah, he said, sir, that's <laughs> Johar. And so they called me to the office and they said, what is ballet all about? Oh. So because they thought I, ballet was dancing like the coons. Oh, really? Yes, that's what they thought. Because they never go out. they all too much the religion people. And, you know, I showed them what it was all. They were so impressed because my body was so supple and could do everything possible and doing the splits for a boy <laughs> they were stunned Standard. and they said do call your mother and father to come and see us this evening so my mother and father had to go and meet up with them at the mosque and they told my mother and father 
they never realize ballet was all about what they have seen and what I showed them. And they said that the paper states that they would like to send me to England. So they said, let him go. Gosh, and it was through those two people that you actually got that the chance. I got that my parents changed their tune in letting me and allowing me to go to London. Okay, we're going to talk about London next, but your next piece of music is one of the very famous opera arias, Nessun Dorma from Turandot by Puccini, sung by the great Pavarotti. Has, yes. Has this got a little story why you chose this? Well, you know, Pavarotti for me, I've seen Pavarotti at Covent Garden. Oh, lucky Because you. I dance at the Opera House Covent mm. Garden. And I even met Maria Callas and all the great artists because we meet in the canteen. Yes. And they would say, oh, I've just seen you rehearsing. And I would say, I just heard you singing, ma'am, <laughs> you know, and it was like that, you know. So Pavarotti, when he sang Nisandorma, you know, during the time with the... Um, the three tenors, yeah, yeah. Yes, I said, well, there's nobody that could express himself better than Pavarotti.
think we can say that few people can sing that aria, as you suggested, Joha, than Pavarotti Nessendorma from Turandot Puccini's opera. And the second choice of my guest, Joha Mosseval, here in Cape Town, 95 years old you are, Joha, a retired South African ballet dancer who for a long time worked in England at Sadler's Wells and, as you heard, at Covent Garden. So... How did that work? So you arrived at Sadler's Wells and then did you get invited to go to Covent Garden or how did that part of your career work? Well, you know, I was I went to the Sadler's Wells School, hmm. which was called then. We became only royal after Her Majesty came to be the Queen of England. You know, Many things happened. I was the first little black boy at the Sadler's Wells School, breaking the barrier there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I did three exams in 18 months. The first exam was when I did my elementary and I passed with honours. My second exam, the next six months, I was intermediate and was highly commended. And the third, the final one was the advance, where I had honours again. And my life, I had such wonderful teachers at the Sadler's Wells School. Well, then later, that I thought I have to express myself and then, of course, it's time for me to come home. Because why? My teacher, Dulce Howes, have told me that I would never get a job in London. Not because of my colour, but because of my height. Your height? I'm too small. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. And then, of course, there were only enough money for me to stay in London for about 18 months. And I thought to myself, oh, my goodness me, it's almost time for me because there's no money in the bank to keep me any longer. So I was summoned to the office by Dame Ninette de Valois, the founder of the Royal Ballet. That's right. And Sadler's Wells. Mm -hmm. And there were six of the teachers that belonged to the school sitting with her. And she said, I am very pleased of how you have achieved one and a half years of work that should be, have been done in three years' time, taking the exam once a year. But because of your ability and the remarkable talent you have, I am very pleased to send you to go to the Sadler's Wells stage door and to meet up with Peggy Van Praag. So I was very curious 
and I asked her, why, madam, do I have to go? She told me, never you mind. <laughs> and which meant that I should never question her. Absolutely. The founder of the school <laughs> and the founder of the company. Yes. So when I arrived, it was a cold Friday, miserable, miserable day. And I took the bus, 38 bus, I will never forget, which puts me off right at the stage door. And I was met by Peggy van Praag. And she took, hugged me and took me by the hand to the grand floor of the theater of the Sadler's Wells. And there I met two people sitting there waiting for me, which was Stephen Arlen and Norman Tucker. And they welcomed me with smiles, and they had my papers there. And they said, we would like you to sign for me. So I said, sign what? Why should I sign? So it must have been the most nervous signature of my life when they told me that I am to become a member of the Sadler's Wells Ballet. Wow, Jack. And one thing immediately that came into my mind, but my teacher said, I will never get a job in London. That alarmed me. Yes, I'm sure. And I became so nervous in signing, and I do feel that was the worst signature I've ever had <laughs> in my life. But it gave you a job, a paid job. A oh, sort absolutely. Of in, in a field you love so much. Oh, my goodness me, I never thought that anything would happen to me like that. And within two weeks, I stared a senior principal role with a bell top ballerina called Elaine Fivefield, who was the Australian ballerina of the company. Mm -hmm. In two weeks' time, wow. I danced a principal role. Congratulations, Joe. What a story. Well, My goodness. But now, we're going to have another piece of music. And this piece of music is by... Um, Vicky Sampson, you've chosen Vicky Sampson, My African Dream. Tell me about why this is on your list. Because um, we met here at the St. Worcestershire's, and she was so happy to meet me. And of course, you know, she meant so well too, because she made that African Dream song. Yes, indeed. A top hit in South Africa. And we became such good friends. And of course, her mother also remembered me very well. And I feel, you know, being an Af South African and me from South Africa, let's make it a, two, a duo together. <laughs>
We heard Vicky Sampson, My African Dream, another choice of my guest here on People of Note, Joha Masabal, a 94-year-old, oh, 95, Joha, a retired ballet dancer. But one of the big things I want to ask you is apparently you danced for the Queen, Queen Elizabeth II. Yes, indeed. I was one of the fortunate ones. You know, we have two companies, the resident company at Covent Garden Mm -hmm. and the touring company. I was taken out of the touring company, you know, much to my surprise, out of 150 dancers, I was asked to dance for Her Majesty the Queen at her coronation. Every king and queen of the world that were present or from that were invited Mm were actually invited, were in the audience. And then it was President de Gaulle and Sir Winston Churchill. I think the American president was President Truman at that time. And, of course, our very own Sir Winston Churchill. Mm -hmm. And um, I danced my very first solo with great success. You know, and for me, that was the highlight of my life as a dancer. Because I've never, ever seen such a glittering performance, ever. And there will never be such a glittering performance because of Her Majesty the Queen and every reigning monarch yes, of the all world. the world leaders. So it was all diamonds and pearls at that time. <laughs> what a memory, Joha. What a memory. I do. But I want to ask you very quickly two gossipy stories. Apparently you shared a room with... Um, Nureyev, Rudolf Nureyev, and the story goes that you let out that he had stinky feet. Oh, you know, he, <laughs> Nureyev, you know, and I shared the dressing room. I danced Puck in A Midsummer Night's Dream, mm-hmm. which was one of my major roles, and he never danced that role. But, and he wanted to do Oberon, so it meant that the two of us shared a dressing room and he wanted to dance with me. But you know, there was always a smell because he <laughs> always smelled of vodka. Oh really? <laughs> My vodka. Goodness. Wow. You know. And it was awful. You know, and um, you know, he had clammy wet hands even when he has to touch me and you know, I could hardly Oh, it was really <laughs> awful. You, but I had to dance. Of course And you. yet, you know, there are times that it becomes very temperamental. I'm me. sure. Yes, very temperamental. And I mean, I was already in in number five dressing room, the major dressing room for the guys, 
you know. And there were times that I would just go and do somewhere else with <laughs> the other junior. But <laughs> listen, Joha, you also apparently had a very good friendship with the great Margot, Margot Fontaine. Oh, indeed. Dame no, a Margot personal friendship. Fontaine. Dame Margot Fontaine is very special in my life. You know, I um, I can remember, you know, when, uh, on bus, on the plane journeys, she would, we all were in the front of the plane, the principals, you know, and the core and the solos would be at the back. And there was time that I felt, oh, I'm going to have a lovely three seats where I could lie down. But then, of course, Margot would come and sit next to me, <laughs> and she would be darning her shoes, and she would even get to sleep on your on shoulder. My shoulder. <laughs> Bang goes my sleep. But there were times, you know, when Margot used to come when I was given giving classes to the Royal Ballet, and Margot also came to my classes, and she felt that I had the making of a very good teacher. And Margot created for me to become the first person to be opening in the Royal Academy of Dancing syllabus that there would be a dancer, professional dancers, teachers diploma. And Margot created that for me. And it is now international. Well, what a life you've had, Joha, and you've been so kind and generous sharing all these stories with us. And I know that there's a special show for you, the living legend, they say, and South African dance icon, Dr. Joha Mosaval, is going to be honored next month with an award-winning production called Dreaming Dance in District 6, the Joha Mosaval Story. It's taking place here at Artscape from the 2nd to the 4th of March and presented by the District 6 Museum in association with Artscape. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, Joha, thank you. And you've chosen as your last piece, appropriately, This Is My Life by Shirley Bassey. Absolutely. And she has the most wonderful feeling and expression and very determined to show the people all about what life is all about. And this is also part of my life, the Jahar Mossable story. Funny how a lonely day can make a person say, what good is my life? Funny how a breaking heart can make me start to say What good is my life? Funny how I often seem to think I'll find another dream In my life Till I look around and see this great big world is part of me and my
feel afraid I think of what a mess I've made of my life Crying over my mistakes Forgetting all the breaks I've had in my life I was put on earth to be A part of this great world It's me and my life Guess I'll just add up the score People of Note on Fine Music Radio was proudly brought to you by Peter Turin Productions. Yeah.